the 10 to 1 Podcast with your host, Brad Olman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. We're back. Oh, first I thought you were doing a ghost. This is a theremin again. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's a little inside baseball from Go Flix Yourself, but I will say, sounded like a theremin. Uh... Brad, I will say, for being October, not your spookiest version of Don Pardo. Because <laughs> yeah. no one's like, ooh, it's the turn to one point, girl. Well, it's not the Halloween episode. <laughs> we'll wait, we'll wait. We had a couple weeks for yeah, that yeah. One, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're fucking back. We yeah. did it. Saturday Night Live, season S-N-L. 48. October 1st was the first episode of the season, hosted by Miles Teller. Musical guest Kendrick Lamar. This is a big new season because we are missing eight cast members, and we have four new featured players. All right, and- let's do. Let's uh, wait, wait. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's play this game here. Let's go back and forth. Who can name all the cast members that are gone, starting with you, Brad? Oh, you want me to name all of them? Like- no, no. Go one, oh, and then we'll go Ben. Eighty Bryant, uh, Kate McKinnon, Kyle Mooney, Pete Davidson, Alex Moffat. Chris Red, Melissa Villasenor, uh, Aristotle Atari. <laughs> yeah, you never knew his name. <laughs> I didn't know his name. Aristotle Atari. I win. Yeah, I think I just said that. I, I you was, said Aristotle, <laughs> but I was so glad that Ben got to end on Aristotle because I knew that he was his favorite last year. I did love him so much. I liked him last year. I, I, that's that's six. That right? was all eight. I thought it was eight. Yeah, that was all oh, eight. Was that all eight? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that felt like six. Now, can you name all four of the new featured players? Absolutely. Ready. Flurg Bergenson. Ah, uh, Flurg Bergenson had a great mwah, in the I opening. Mean, first of all, German guy. Okay, so uh, Michael Longfellow. Yep. Molly Kearney. Yep. Or Carney. Uh, you don't know. Devin Walker. Yep. Uh, and Marcello Hernandez. Good Correct. job. You got all four of them. Way wow, to go. that's impressive. We both knew that. I only had it sure written down. <laughs> <laughs> and what season is this for Keenan? Oh, is it? 18. Yeah, there you go. No, this is his 20th, 20th season. Correct. Oh, Actually, man. he posted a picture, I think, of uh, on Instagram of him b- backstage uh, his first season, and then he kind of recreated the picture a little bit for the 20th season. Guys, I was so excited to be back. Uh, and we'll we'll get to whether the episode was good or not. We'll right? get to that. Uh, but I was so excited to be back. I was ready for SNL again. Uh, it, mm-hmm. It's also it's also like the beginning of fall for me now when SNL comes back. So it's I like think it's a, the beginning of fall for everybody when SNL we'll comes back. Well, stop it. It technically is the, the beginning of fall. It, Halloween. Halloween! <laughs> ben Conowitz's favorite Halloween. What are you doing? Ben are you doing like a, a old, old-time radio special? Ha- and by the way, I said, Ben, Hall- Hall- ben Hollowitz is I Jesus. Said- <laughs> <laughs> I also said Holloway for no reason. Ben, ben loves a Holloway. What the fuck am I doing? This radio ben show sucks. Ben <laughs> loves Halloween because it is it it is an extension of Halloween. Why don't you call it Conoween? Because not, I've, I've, not great. I've, I've said that before and I'm not allowed around schools. Hey, did you guys notice too? Um, I know you guys are also... Similarly to me, you guys look at all the credits when they roll. You see that there's been a lot of change in writers as well. I didn't because un actually not, unlike unlike Brad you, and I don't don't do look that. At the credits. Uh, we don't. So like, no no no. Here, here's here's a big deal. Did you filter through? Uh, no, here's a big deal. Okay. This is this right. is a big change. Mm-hmm. 
Michael Che and Colin Jost are no longer the head writers of the show. Really? Correct. Oh. Yeah. Um, so Allison Gates, Streeter Seidel, and Ken Sublett, who were also co-head sure. writers last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who um, was the longtime producer that just left, though? That's that, I think that's more important. It was a woman, right? Yes. Her yeah. name was Sarah? Anna, Anna no. No, she was a writer. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, there was a longtime producer that just left. And I feel like that'll do more for the show. But than- I, so they brought in four new writers um, as well. All these new cast members that they've had shifting. It's a. It's just seems weird to me. And it's, I and I think a, that's a huge. Shift. And we'll get into this. I it think it played a, a little shift. bit in the episode. Just this weird kind of newness dynamic. It's Nobody funny to me knowing that you, you pointed know. this out because I saw in. Uh, I think it was the like the SNL fans Facebook group that like we're all in. It's, yep. it's like a, it's a well, I don't one. think Ben is. I don't think he ever accepted the invite. No. And uh, someone posted uh, like about, about the episode, and like I saw in the thing, it's like, oh gosh, Colin Jost is one of the worst head writers of all time. And now it's hilarious to me. It's like, well, he's not the head writer anymore. So, By the way, fuck you, you need to join this Facebook group, and I forget what it's called on Facebook. But if you, our listeners are listening, there's this Facebook group that just does like uh, SNL stuff. But what I love about it is Brad and I are in this group and sometimes we'll even exchange things through text about the stuff in the group. But I barely ever see Brad ever post until he gets mad enough that he has to post something. Yeah. It takes like, it takes something unfathomably stupid yeah, or insanely you're always annoying for me mad. to be like, You're Ooh. always mad. <laughs> yes, that's what I love So it. does he come in piping hot? Like, oh, every, listen, motherfucker. If you, like, if you see Brad post, it's I can tell he's been mad and he's been stewing about it. And that's the best thing about it. That's what I love. By the way, it's, it's longtime SNL producer Lindsay Shookus. There yeah, you go. Yeah, she that, is the one. She also produced specials, including Miley's New Year's Eve party in 2021, which was hilarious. We got a new <laughs> SNL logo. We got a new SNL beginning. There's just a lot of new. Yeah, to this. Oh, new so, and st- also st- uh, stylish opening credits. Sorry, uh, uh, I liked it too. Upgrades. Uh, Punky Johnson is now, you know, of course, a feature. Uh, not and, no, no longer a feature player. And Andrew, Andrew Dismuke is also in the in the main cast. Uh, um, James Austin Johnson and Sarah Sherman did not get the call up. Well, but, that's but, not what that. That's no, not yeah, what that means. They did not get the call. That's up. not the, Nate. That's not they how that did works. not get the call. Oh up. my god, they're in their second freaking year. That's you know who else is. And honestly, that was actually a thing online. I just can't believe the James Austin Johnson didn't oh my get. God, calm it down. Andy Sandberg was the last person to get called up after his first year. It yeah. just it's it just it happens. That's okay? not how it works. And that might actually not be accurate, but I think that feels right. <laughs> <laughs> that seems right. You both looked at me like, yeah, he knows what he's on. Andy, like, Andy Sandberg was a future player for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> he's also producing this show. I don't know if you know this. Anyway. So uh, this uh, Miles Teller fella, uh, is he a big deal or no? He's done some Disney Channel shows and movies, I think. Uh, he has less of a body work than you would think. Because but he's, he's got a killer body in general. Oh my yes! Oh. The guy is a bona fide movie star. However, he's really not had, you know, 30 to 40 films under his belt. No, he's, he's, he's got a handful. And he's actually hasn't led a lot of movies either. No. Uh, uh, obviously, Whiplash was where mm-hmm. he broke onto the scene, but kind of, J- that's J.K. Simmons' movie. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, he, he's in Top Gun Maverick as as Rooster Goose. He's uh, the lead in uh, Spiderhead, but that's recent. That's, and that's, that's this year. Again, you know? no, that's a Netflix film. That's yeah. not like a blockbuster, you know, at, at, at any And movie. you guys obviously haven't uh, seen the Divergent movies. Uh, fine. He's a small part in those movies anyway. O- only the Brave? Yep. Uh, with Josh Brolin, mm-hmm. but again, he's the complicated young buck, and he's shared like with like 
groups too, like that awkward moment with Zac Efron. You He's know, been and, in films again. Yeah, but I like he has not led. War Dogs. Did you guys to, see that one? War Dogs. Oh, we hated <laughs> War Dogs. <laughs> I liked War Dogs. We uh. saw it together and we were very upset. And why, Brad? I, I I've said this fifteen times on Go Flix Yourself. So you know what? Just please tell the people just really quickly why I hated Go Flix uh, Yourself is our other podcast. Yeah. But go. Yeah, because it is it is not the movie that they they sell to they you. They portray the trailer this movie. Yeah. As a fun, really great. It's just. It looks like a good movie from the trailer, and it's it's just bad. Yeah, it's not good. I did not like it. I mean, I didn't think it was bad, but whatever. No, it's, it's fine. You, no, you you can be wrong here. I mean, it it has a sixty. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new episode. Rotten Tomatoes. So mo- more people agree. Miles with Teller, Kendrick Lamar, season forty-eight. We're back. Uh, How did that cold open go? The cold open was. The Peyton Manning, uh, the Manning cast. Eli yep. Manning, Manning cast, which, so, okay. I, I watch football, so I watch I was going to say, if you don't watch football, it might be a little weird to be like, what is this? I don't think so, because so I, I, was I saying, think- Brad, you don't watch football, so you tell me. No, How did but it I go? understand the concept of post-show analysis. <laughs> do you, do you under- no, no, but, hey, but Brad, did you know that that was American a thing that they football do? football is a sport. So, so I, didn't, I didn't know for a fact that this was something- A real thing? That Eli and Peyton Manning actually did yeah. after like Monday Night Football. Yeah. But the concept itself was not something that I couldn't believe or understand because there are always post game shows, and, that, and that's absolutely fair. Um, so I have a so very- the Manning cast is real. Yes, okay. Yeah, they watch essentially. It's watching a game with you, and the Mannings are. Oh, com- and they do it live. Oh yeah, yeah. And the oh. Mannings are commenting on the game, so it's like you're you're watching a game with the Manning brothers. Wow, and- that sucks. No, it's actually great. It's, it's funny because they're hilarious. They're yeah. awesome and hilarious. And I they- don't want to watch a football game. While Eli and, and Peyton Manning are talking the whole time, no, it's it's like having literally, let's say, just two really funny guys who are absolute experts at it, breaking down things in a real fun way, and brothers that tease each other. Yeah, no, but here's the thing: I love commentaries from filmmakers on movies that I've seen. Right. I don't want to watch Pulp Fiction for the first time and have Quentin Tarantino go, "Oh, oh, oh so, uh, so this is where uh, I want to get a close up of Uma Thurman's different. feet way because uh, her feet are really luscious and no, I want so to suck like, on the like, toe. Hold on, I'm not going to listen to Chris Collinsworth. I'm going to listen to Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. You have to so. realize that instead of listening to like Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels be like, and so and so's on the 42, it's the play by play is gone and now it's just them talking. No, no I get it. But I don't. But I don't, that's part of the no, game. It's great. It's great. You're wrong. I, I, and you're, I've always, you're, you're wrong. And I've always hated that part of the game. The talking. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, I I have a unique perspective on this episode because I was in California uh, watching it with uh, on on my friend's TV. He doesn't watch SNL. His wife doesn't watch SNL. Yeah. And I said, I have a podcast. I'd like to use your Hulu. Can I watch the show? Does he subscribe now? Uh, no. So we we sat down to watch it, and you know. He was like, I don't, I don't get this. He doesn't watch sports. No, no, he doesn't. Get, he doesn't watch SNL. Oh. So the meta stuff about Kate McKinnon being gone. Uh, okay. He was like, he was so. He was on his phone. He's like, I'm so bored right now. I could just see it in his face. Like he so doesn't like, even know who Kate McKinnon. No, is? No, he doesn't watch the show. I know. But here's the like idea. A, to a me, honestly, star. this speaks a little bit to it because if you are gonna do this SNL, if you're gonna launch into season 48 and you're, it's a brand new show. There was a lot of medicine that we, of course, love. But if you're trying to attract anybody new, it's a real weird go because, like, maybe do that a little later. It, this is the first epi- This is the first sketch on the first show. 
and you're trying to attract new viewers and you're just talking about what happened last year and my buddy John honestly he's like I don't understand why would I like this I don't get this all right I, I love you with all my heart and I, I, I like John but you guys are wrong. Uh, this was really good. Uh, no, this is great, but it, the timing is what no, I'm no, I, Why I, is this right the first because thing? here's the thing is they were acknowledging that they're, I mean, honestly, we just lost cast members last week. We lost a cast member, Chris Red, that came out because Keenan Affair potentially, like he's dating his ex-wife. All of this was just like, but, I feel like in the last month it was chaos. And that's fine, but and we are diehard fans and we are like one out of a billion people that feel the general public doesn't know any of this and they're throwing it out. They have like 30 million viewers nope. an episode. Nope. And, and they have even more on their YouTube videos. I, I get what Ben is saying, and I, I agree to a certain extent, but also like when you have a show that has run as long as SNL, and so a lot of stuff that they're doing in here are tropes that have been around beyond just la- you know, last season. So like, sure, some of the cast member references are you know niche, and people who maybe are watching for the first time won't entirely get. But the overall concept of the show, the, the sketch itself, I think still worked and still works on a meta level. If you don't get that, and like, because yep. you don't, you don't ha- always have to have something that appeals to the the lowest common denominator or, no, no. or the broadest which audience. John. Again, which is John. I am not saying that. I'm saying why lead off like again with the political. Well, to be sh- fair, with, I think it's because it was probably their strongest sketch of the night. Well, and I don't okay. know. I don't know and what else fair. to start the show no, with. That, that's fair. that is true. But the political cold open stuff that we always talk about, like. People drop off SNL after the first five minutes because they watch something. It's boring. They 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 stop watching. This is that. Like, but astute leave listeners this. will know that we were tired of that stuff, though. And I'm tired and, of this. And we like, cha- put we this, changed put this five, the show. Put this five to ten minutes in, where the the real true fans of SNL will get the meta shit. Lead with something that's going to bring viewers. But I don't know. I, I'm not saying you're wrong because I, I think there is some validity to. That. I don't. <coughs> I don't dislike the sketch at all. I think the placement of it is poor. That's all. I I will say I, I want to talk a little bit about the actual quality of the sketch. All right? Great, um, great. So Miles Teller did a great paint. Great paint man. Um, I didn't realize how much Miles Teller looked like Peyton nope, Manning it, until I saw him un- in that wig. It's uncanny. It's uncanny. It really is. Like it, it, no, it's it was great. amazing. Um, I thought there was some really funny. Again, I know it's meta. You're right. It is. Um, it's it's inside I don't baseball. Have a problem as we with say. it though. Like. <sighs> I want to just the really whole idea hit that of, on the head. of a new I don't cast care. member, a new cast member coming, and they're commentating on him like, uh, he's stuck. He's looking into the camera now. He doesn't know great. what to do. Yeah. Good. That stuff makes me laugh. It's great. There's all these new cast members you don't know. I did, that was the first time I saw that guy. Right. I don't know yeah. him. Um, and you got so many guys and in, in, in new cast members involved. Um, I thought John Hamm's cameo there was hilarious. Uh, he, it, and the meta meta joke. Right. He's talking about, well, you know, you can't get Tom Cruise or a John Hamm, so maybe you get the co-star. Yep. Other he's like, well, I've also heard All that uh, you don't often have the host in the cold open, so it's, it feels pretty special that's to great. me. That's awesome. Yeah. That is great. It's like, what did you see tonight? I don't know, but it wasn't comedy. Um, <laughs> that, that, that line got me. Um uh, I, I guess maybe I came on too strong there. I I, I mean to say- Were you grumpy say, when you were watching SNL? <laughs> no, I, I just meant to say, like, I really- Because I saw, again, I saw with my friends that don't watch SNL, I wish they would have gotten something, like, you know- So I, I sent uh, my friends, after we were done with the episode, I sent them the most evil invention sketch from The Rock. Mm-hmm. This is what SNL can be when it's just lightning in a bottle and very funny. Um, in, a lot of the stuff in this episode wasn't that, but especially- that first, you know, cold open sketch, 
could have been. I've said it sixteen times. Well, I, I, think that, I think that's the, I think that's the thing though that you have to like. That's tough when you're watching it with people who don't watch the show and they don't get it. And I think that's the tough thing that SNL has always had is if someone tunes in on a given night and they're not a regular viewer right. and it happens to be a bad episode, they're just like, oh well, I guess SNL's not funny anymore, yeah. and they won't watch it again for another, for another five years until a host they like. I happens probably to come along. had too much invested in the fact that they did this because I'm like, I really wanted them to. No, like of course, show. I, I've had that same feeling too. You know, and like I, I, I there's some merit to that for for sure and uh, again you're not wrong but like i think that there's the sketch itself though was very good yes and and there is something that comes from like being a long time watcher of snl there are things that you're rewarded with that you get because you watch sure and people like people that love watching snl are gonna really enjoy that stuff and, and like and if it's just me and bailey on the couch yeah we've exactly seen everything in the past five years yeah, yeah. we're dying laughing. and like it's on uh, snl is one of those shows where like you kind of do have to stick with it yeah. through the good and the bad so to really appreciate fuck you, it John. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, moving on. Miles Teller monologue written by Mike Desenzo and Jake Norwin. First time host Miles Teller talks about preparing for his role in Top Gun Maverick and growing up as a diehard SNL fan. Uh, what did you think of this one, Benny? Did you like uh, this one a little better? Or no, very, no, very Sadakian when they're trying yeah. to like bring in the nostalgia and you know, anytime a host can bring in something true uh, from their childhood, which has a connection to the show. How do you? How does that not automatically endear you to that person? Just, Especially when you have a video to go. Uh, yeah, oh just, God, like, exactly. just like just like was uh, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, wasn't exactly. It? Yeah. So, it, and the fact that it was actually SNL based too exactly. made it even better. If you're at yeah, because Oscar Isaac was only filming just a home video know, home that he made video. with his friends. This is of SNL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're trying to make me love Miles Teller as an SNL host, this that's is exactly what I thought. If you, or just as a whole, like right. I, I, I don't know a ton about Miles Teller personally, and I was on board, but like, I just it, it wasn't the funniest thing I've ever seen. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, he's endearing. He's clearly and and honestly, we I've talked about this at length. The host in the monologue, whether they're nervous or not, it makes me think how they're going to do overall, obviously. But like how willing they are to get crazy and do weird shit, and clearly in this episode, Miles Teller was willing to do anything, and that was uh, pretty apropos of of the monologue saying, "Remember when I was the Spartan cheerleader? I was actually Sherry O'Terry's character. Like this is great. Yeah. He's going to be willing to do anything." And, and I was on board. I don't know about you guys, but there's something about for me when I watch and I see these big movie stars, Miles Teller, who again isn't in a ton of movies. He is in a lot, but But he, he is a movie he star. He is a legitimate movie star who you could tell SNL's a big deal to them. And that that for some reason means a lot to me because SNL's a big deal to us, mm -hmm. right? Um that they haven't gotten so big that being on SNL isn't like something they're gonna talk about all, all month or Absolutely. All, all year you know and also i i love to and i, I wonder if this is going to be something that becomes uh more prominent if this kind of stuff exists and they can get a hold of it but uh we're, we're reaching a a generation of actors now who have always had a video, video cameras yeah, yeah. In, in their life and they probably yeah. recorded a lot of themselves if they wanted to be an actor for a long time and so they have the stuff that's pretty easily accessible because they converted it into a computer file or you know, you they, know they have a digital tape or something like when, that. When I see Good a point. movie these days, any, any movie, doesn't mean comedy, whatever, and there's an old photo of the actor yeah, and it's you can tell it's probably really them from high school. Yeah. I love that, right? Yeah. And you're right. We're getting into the thing where, well, why wouldn't we just grab... We don't have to Photoshop one. Right. We've got one from, you know, Ryan Gosling in high school. Yeah. Exactly. And it's full color and it's from the eighties. Yeah. And it's there. So I think you're exactly right. Like that's and that's a good thing. Yeah. Like I want to see more of that. It's fun. All right, moving on. 
Since Something Normal, written by Martin Herlihy, John Higgins, Ben Marshall, and Augusta White. It might be August. I don't know. There's an E at the end of August. Who knows? A social media-inspired game show challenges celebrities like Adam Levine, played by Mikey Day, Army Hammer, played by James Austin Johnson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, played by Keenan, and Bowen Yang to respond to DMs in a normal way. Bowen Yang, played by Bowen Bowen Yang. Yang. Um, they've done they've done stuff kind of like this. This isn't a new type of sketch, you know. Um, Wait, they've done game show sketches before. What game show sketches? Wow, but Surprise. also new. Um, yeah. The idea that you know, uh, try not to be the worst form of yourself, and then they'd become the worst form of themselves. This was very um, clearly inspired by Adam Levine's actual no. adulterous transgressions on social media. Yep. Um, I, I, there, there was some things to like about this sketch that I did like. Sure. I actually, I actually really enjoyed this yeah. sketch no, for, I didn't for, mind the most, this at all. for the most part. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny, especially them reading the text like yep. out loud. Holy moly! So, what I will say is, like, when I see a sketch like this, and it's not Keenan as the host, and it's not we Andrew, love. Andrew yeah. Desmus as the host, yeah, and Alex Moffat who is now gone, uh, or Mikey Day as the host, Miles Teller is the host of the show and is the host of the show uh, of this uh, game show. He did well. He did great. That means right off the bat, right? This is right after the monologue, mm-hmm. and they're trusting the host of the show to basically run the sketch. That is a tall. It's his first time hosting, and he's not just being asked to be a like. You're going to do one seventh of this show. Yeah, you're going to be in one third of it. That's awesome. And he was also in the cold open, which right. is not which yeah. is, is so they rare. Clearly, for, they clearly trusted him immediately, and I love that because it means that the writers had faith that he, oh shit, he's down for whatever, and also he can handle this. Yeah. And so seeing him in that role in the first sketch made me think like, okay, we're in for something cool. Well, Miles Teller was actually up for uh, hosting Prices Right before Drew Carey took over. He was on the- <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Did you guys read any of those? Uh, uh, Text messages from Adam Levine. Just the ones that like. I just saw yeah, the, yeah. the silly ones that you actually posted on social media. No, no, Nate did that. Oh, sorry, Nate. Was oh, of you? you with your picture. Yeah, yeah. thanks, buddy. Just You're really welcome. appreciate that. You're welcome. Your body is absurd. <laughs> holy, mo- was holy moly a thing? Because I swear to God, it should have been. If, if Adam Levine <laughs> really didn't say that, it, it made but it sound like it, it is. It is. So this this whole concept, right, is so bizarre that. That, that it's 2022 and somebody's literally answering DMs yeah, like yeah, exactly, exactly. that's what I'm like you, that you're all you gotta do is say way. thanks yeah <laughs> and you'll win a billion <laughs> Bowen you won a billion dollars last time I mean like you could just even do like you know you're you know there there are, there are many ways to come off not creepy and Adam Levine comes off creepy every time well it's not the, the even that's not even it it says Adam Levine's trying to fuck. Like you yeah. clearly see, like yeah, it, it should have just been like, "What's your address?" Well, I mean, th- <laughs> I'm coming over. This love has taken its toll on. Stop oh. it! I knew. How long have you had that locked and loaded? Just now. Okay, uh, but no, it's, my favorite part of the sketch, I will say, is the, I and I wasn't entirely expecting it, but the fact that they had Bowen Yang lose, and the fact that like it's like, oh wait, hold on, this is from Dua Lipa. Oh, Holy moly! <laughs> Your your songs make my penis smile. Yeah, is that what, yeah. no, it, there was it was a good sketch. Also, um, Keenan Thompson's Neil deGrasse Tyson has has like matured and grown into this thing where he's like this coy little playboy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's it and if you've looked over the past like three or four seasons, he's played him. It's gone from just like this kind of nerdy guy. To, like you just see him being like. I'm sorry. It's just very coy. Slightly innocently horny. (laughs) I don't know why he's gone that way, but I'm here for it. Like, 
because Bailey and I were watching the sh- uh, the show, and he's uh, <laughs> he shows up. We're like, well, this this is just shoehorning another impression. Yeah. And then when he starts talking, I'm like, okay, never mind. Yeah. Never. I I'm sorry, SNL. <laughs> like this deserves to be here. So yeah. So you've got uh, I think so uh, funny. A, a good uh, cold open. You've got a good monologue. You've got even a good first sketch. Yes. And then things. Come. And then things just. Were so you got the pre-tape. Fire. Be real. Um, I'm. I'm not going to lie to you. I've not even heard of this app. Be I had real. no idea it was a real thing. I and thought it, it was. And made it up. is a real I thing. It is. It I looked up. it up. As I did well. too. And I'm like, oh, people use this thing, and it's big. So this is a sketch uh, written by Martin. Hurt. Oh, hold Again. on. Might be real. It just went off. Hold on. <laughs> just take a real, real photo. A sketch written by Martin Hurley. So again, the guys that wrote the sketch before, uh, the Please Don't Destroy guys, Martin Hurley, John Higgins, Ben Marshall, Bowen Yang. Wow, Celestine. big night for the Please Don't Destroy guys, even though they didn't have a Please Don't Destroy video. And that's video. why. <laughs> they yeah. wrote everything else. Um, and so this is uh, two bank robbers, played by Miles Teller and Mikey Day, have their heist interrupted by Be Real, which is an app. And the app interrupts your phone or interrupts you and says, it's time to post. And the whole point is, you know, you don't get to curate it your catch, content. It catches you at, like, a sudden moment that you don't expect, and you have to take a picture, both front lens and back lens, so you, people can see where you really are and what you're doing. And then if you don't post it within right like that time, two minutes. Yeah, and if right? you don't post it within that time, then you, and you post it at a different time, it tells everyone, "Oh, this is not really what what they were doing." At this you don't get, time. essentially get to post that day, yeah. right? And well, I walk around perfect all the time, so. So the whole the whole idea of the app is to to hopefully like get a lot of toilet pictures, <laughs> <laughs> mitigate some of the inauthentic. But again, I did not like this sketch. I didn't. It was so this, and I don't know that we're talking about the entire episode overall right now. But the opposite of a crescendo is a decrescendo. Correct. And so this episode is a decrescendo because yes. it starts off so strong, and then everything else tail it tails off, and the last sketch of that is the worst. So it just to me, the last two are the worst. So it just it it's like what happened? This sketch isn't the worst, but it absolutely is the start of the fall off, and it's not great. There were some moments in it that I still laughed, but again, it was not great at all. Do you think the sketch would have went better if Be Real was more of a thing that ninety percent of us understood? But I it mean, was? it sounds like maybe it is. And maybe we're just no, maybe we're just old. No, we are old, but like, come on, like I don't know. I really don't know because again, almost like the if it's big enough that SNL turned into a sketch, that means it's pretty popular. Or, or is it just like big in New York City? Also, though, no, like the idea that like even if it's not a real thing. They explain, they explain it. it really well, yeah. so I get it, and it's fine. All right, moving on. Uh, Charmin Bears, uh, did you guys see that uh, this sketch, uh, potentially, there are some people that say that they stole this premise from another online creator. I don't know if you saw that Yeah, I saw this, and it's 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 pretty skeptical. Like it, Honestly, it's the kind of thing where somebody saw the Charmin Bears commercial and thought, oh, I can do something weird with this. And they did in animated yep. form, but after the initial premise of like let's take the Charmin Bears yeah, as a concept agreed. and do something with it, that's where it's like that's where it ends. All right, so this is the Charmin Bear sketch written by Jake Norblin and Ken Sublet. A Charmin Bear played by Miles Teller comes clean to his family played by Keenan Thompson, Heidi Gardner, and Punky Johnson. Good to see Punky Johnson get involved. Uh, this is their sketch, second sketch of the night about his real passion after getting accepted into toilet paper college. Um, so, uh, 
And that's really all you need to say. You so, know, here's here's the thing. So, so so the costume people worked hard on this one. <laughs> no, no, they really. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. but that's so funny. Like, the bears look great. Let's reach. No, no. What I will say is, I I liked this premise when it first started because I have watched these Charmin bear commercials <laughs> and I have sat there and I've thought, why the fuck do they care so much? And like, are they so proud of their clean asses? Like, they come out and they sing songs about it and they're shaking. It's like I get it's a toilet and paper Brad commercial. Gets mad. He gets mad. But I, I I was not expecting it to take this route. What's the uh, who, uh, James McAvoy? Mm-hmm. So when he was on the show and they did the Charmin uh, group, um, the um, oh, what, what do you call it when when you're uh, forced to focus, watch a commercial? Focus and, group. Thank you. the The focus group for Charmin and and he goes Charmin at the end of it. Remember this? No, we, I don't actually. So I do. there, there's a they they show a Charmin commercial to a focus group yeah. and he at the end of it um he's like no but what about this like what if the bears do that and they describe what would ha- and they're all terrible yeah and at the end of it and then he looks at the camera and he goes charming with his thumb up right bailey and i make that joke all the time because that sketch was so funny to I us that. it's so great and when we saw this i was like yeah, it was better when the bears weren't even there. But they were just describing what wouldn't it be funny if, and you just talk about it. <laughs> That's the funnier bit, and it happened. I don't know two years ago, so we were both like, "What? What is this?" Uh, yeah, it, it is. You know, sometimes we have sketches on SNL where it's like you feel like they left a lot of the comedy on the table, um, and they made direction, they made choices, and it went a certain way. I feel like this could have been a better sketch. Yeah. I think you're right, uh, Brad. There's a there there is something to be had in the Charmin Bears world. I will right? say that Miles Teller learned choreography quickly. Because yeah, because that was a lot of choreography. It wasn't, it wasn't perfect, but it no, was, no, but enough where I'm like, good for you. I think a lot of the comedy and whether it worked for you or not is one thing. Came from seeing them in those bear sure. suits do that kind of like bit you know but like, but it only goes so far yeah because again clowns only go so far right, right. remember mean, when they did the it was clearly a sarah sherman sketch with other flowers and they were being peed on yes so that's a an elaborate set piece with very full-on characters that are full life yeah and it was great and this seemed to be like let's try that again you know to, to bring something like but there was no substance yeah to there's no substance to it also, I don't know if you guys noticed this, and it made me wonder whether or not maybe somebody else was supposed to do it. But first of all, uh, Heidi Gardner's bear headpiece did not fit her correctly. No, it no, was, it did not. She was wearing it over her eyes yeah. like somebody's from Southern California with a flat-billed hat. Like, yeah, and then, go and then she finally low. fixed it. But then also, did you notice her feet? Oh, I didn't know. No. There, yeah, and, and you know what? Surprisingly for me, I didn't notice Heidi Gardner's feet. <laughs> there was there was something around, and I, I don't. I, it was it was symmetrical, and it was on both feet to the point where it made me wonder if it was something intentional or if it was something like that a was last wrong. minute change. Yeah, something that was wrong with the costume that they needed to like make sure that it was tight enough around her feet so that she didn't fall or something. Because she was the only one that had anything on her feet, so like it didn't feel like it was shoes for the bear or anything gotcha. like that. I don't know. It just it was like it, it kind of took me out of it for a second. Oh, right. it, that's the thing that took you yeah. out of it. Well, I was enveloped in the not, world of the bears, not having comedy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Rooftop bar written by Rosebud Baker, Mikey Day, and Shooter Seidel. Two finance bros played by Mikey T- uh, Miles Taylor, Mikey Day. Uh, Miles Taylor. Got Miles me. Taylor. Yeah, I know. Wow. Uh, try to make conversation with two women at a bar. Can I reference a previous SNL sketch to give my review of this sketch? Sure. It better not be good, but go ahead. Two he- wild and crazy guys. Hello and goodbye. Yeah. 
That's what this was. It was that sketch worse with, with like with just, just cocaine, weird, alcohol-fueled bro-y, bros. Uh, this for me competes. I agree. The last sketch of the night was the worst. This competes for that, though. I think this was awful. Oh, no. This was this was not, I think, the, the second worst, but it was it was annoying and it was not funny. It just wasn't good. It never it never got a laugh out of me. Yeah. Like, it never got a laugh I, out of me. I got to admit, I, I laughed like once or twice at some... It was probably when Mikey Day originally started doing a voice. Like when, when the first time he was like, "Why did I say that?" The first time, yeah. I also and laughed. Then he I did just, it nine I more just didn't times. Get it. Like I, didn't I remember get laughing it. at his name too. What was his name? Oh yeah, it was something. Showed, showed. Yeah, but that, yeah, that seems yeah. so like just easy. It just it seems is. So it is. But also, and, I laughed. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes these laughs good work for me, but the sketch did not. Yeah. No, right. I mean, I get it. They, it was, and I feel I like know. it went on forever. Well, yeah, that's was, what, exactly, and it, I wasn't laughing, so it yeah. felt like I think I'm gonna go to the bathroom. It's now. it's super derivative because they are like, okay, let's fit in as many jokes as we can in this format, and you know, like three out of ten are a little bit like, oh, that was clever enough that I might get a slight chortle out of it. If you have a sketch that does that, where you're doing a shotgun blast and and two pellets out of a hundred hit. Not a good sketch, right? Yeah. You have a sketch that has has two chances to make you laugh, but they're both great. And that this was a shotgun blast, and it missed the mark. I, I like the idea of finding characters that maybe can be recurring, right? Like this idea that you can find recurring characters at a bar, um, and you can bring Mikey Day back with whoever is the host there, and you know, do something. And maybe fun. that's what they were looking for here. But they, they didn't find it. I don't want. I don't. I don't want them I to ever really bring this character. Think back. I truly laughed at hard was um, when she asked for a, a vodka cranberry, and he goes, ooh, UTI, or whatever. That I'm like, that's decently funny, okay. Because her, her reaction to it was really funny. That's it. That's all I'll give it. All right, moving on, which, again, I'll, I'll say it beforehand, a sketch that did make me laugh. Nicole Kidman, AMC ad, written by Mike DeCenzo, Chloe Feynman, Jake Norman, and Will Steven. Uh, Nicole Kidman, played by Chloe Feynman, who clearly wanted to use her Nicole Kidman's uh, impression, uh, really enjoys her time at the movie theater. I, let me tell you why I like this. Every time I go to AMC, which we have here locally, I see this this um, uh, pre-roll. Kind of pre-roll, yeah. With Nicole Kidman, and I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. Um, Aww. No, here's the thing. This is why. Um, I love film. Uh, we obviously have another podcast, which is on film. We talk about film. We watch film all the, the time. The podcast is on film? Wow. Um, Go Flicks Yourself. On 35 millimeter at the Music Box Theater in Chicago. <laughs> Nate, I'm sorry, buddy. He's going to cut all this out anyway. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't love, though, or what I did love about it is I love the idea of... Uh, when they when when she's like starting to essentially lead because you know they 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 try to make this really inspirational. You're going to the movie theater because again you want to feel something. You Heartbreak feels things. good in a place yeah. like this. <laughs> yes, all these stupid Does she lines. Really say that. Yeah, yeah. All these stupid lines that are super emotional and they're trying to like you know get some kind of emotion out of you before the film starts. I love though at the end where they're just they're they're standing up and they're saluting her and Keenan Thompson's looking around like what the <laughs> yeah. hell. Is that is easily the best See, part of it. Also, uh, he's like, I better salute as well. I, yeah, exactly. I don't want to get caught. Because <laughs> we've all been there before. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't, also, I love it so much, honestly, because he's not going to run away. Because, like, if I run from, like, the character is like, if I run from here, I'm going to get called out. And I am i don't want that. Yep. I just want to watch the fucking movie. So, I, so I'm just going to put my hand up here and I just leave me alone. 
So there was enough in this that I, I actually liked it. It, it wasn't great, but I, I actually did like yeah, this one. I'll give it to you, Brad. Go ahead. It's a very simple premise, and uh, yeah, so I'm... I'm I, I like this ad. It's just like it does feel like it's overdoing it. The real ad, I mean. Yeah. It does feel like it's overdoing it. I I do like the sentiment behind it, and the ad itself actually has like quite a bit of like like people who like love it, or to the point where like though there's been people who have like recited it in theaters and like everything. It's actually a podcast now dedicated to just this ad. Yeah, and they, they they do a review of it every time they've seen it. I will say that also, uh, her like Chloe Feynman nailed Nicole Gibbons' walk up the stairs. That's true. It's I actually, and actually, I'm pretty sure they shot it in. The the exact same theater they did the act. Oh, I think sure. it's a New York theater. I would bet. Yeah. Dude, when she walked up the stairs, though, I'm like, oh my God, I remember Nicole Kidman's walk from How, the AMC commercial. However, now? I do, will say that the one thing that did frustrate me from a logistical standpoint is that Nicole Kidman's Australian accent is not that strong in the ad itself. Well, of yeah. course not. It's a caricature. They I went, know. They went with a little bit of a crikey of kind course, of yeah, but, but of course. But if on. you're going to impersonate the ad, you should do what is in the ad. No. Not, no. I disagree wholeheartedly. That's like saying like Keenan Thompson needs to dial down his Steve Harvey because Steve Harvey doesn't really sound like that. They're doing a, a caricature. That that's yeah. what I, SNL but, does. But I think Steve Harvey does sound like that. <laughs> he, no, well, I, that's think, I think though I, I do think there's a little bit of like you said in any good impression there's a little bit of flamboyance. You, have you know to there's be. a little you bit of like to. no no of course but I, this it just it just didn't ring true to me. It's supposed to be over the top. It didn't bother me. I'm just pointing out the little logistical flaw in it. My favorite part of the ad though is when she starts talking and Keen just kind of looks over like <laughs> what's going on that's what I'm saying the Keenan carries this for me, right? So, oh, so course. Chloe Feynman is is she does a great impression. I don't know. She didn't um, look exactly like Nicole Kidman. Though. She, uh, the, I could tell it wasn't Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah. For me, thank you. That was thank a you, problem. Ben, yeah, but Keenan thank you for carries your earnest this. criticism. And, and we've talked about this on this podcast before, where Keenan can give a look, right? And it carries a sketch. And I thought he carried it. I watched it twice, and it, I laughed even the second time. It, no, I, me I too. It. Yeah, yeah. It's a funny. It's a funny parody. They. uh like most things, they they tried to end it right, so like she's now all powerful and like it's a cult and it's a you yeah. know, storm from X Men type ending or whatever. But at least they went somewhere with it. They and I talked yep. about this over and over again. You have to crescendo, you have to go up from it, and they did, and they tried their best. Because again, they brought Keenan into it, yeah. right? They brought his comedy into it, and exactly. that that was if they would have just ended without him awkwardly saluting and not yeah. knowing what to do, it wouldn't have been great. But. Honestly, not not. I mean, they did much worse this episode. So if uh, long-term listeners of this uh, that listen to our first season know, uh, this is where this is the part of the episode where maybe we disagree with the most and Brad gets the pissiest. Uh, this is the time for the weekend update. And mm-hmm. so um, Brad, Brad has this thing, a make-believe thing, where he wants to see a lot of love. A lot of connection, if not necessarily love, not necessarily love. A lot of, a lot of. Love. A lot of it's called yep. banter. If they don't kiss on the mouth, <laughs> he's like, the I don't know. Hosts. They just didn't seem into it this week. It's called banter. It's called camaraderie. Sometimes they show it. Sometimes they like heckle each other, joke at each other, laugh at each other's jokes, have fun. Other times they kind of just do their headline bits. They don't really pay attention to each other very much. They laugh at their own stuff, but and, not each other. But, but, sometimes but, when I say that was a really great example of when they had great banter brad goes i didn't see it yeah because again it's all very very subjective to and guess what and guess what this one no banter i will agree there wasn't very much nothing 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 (laughs) no banter for me no no jost and chay fun it was just let's read our stories and just get done with weekend update i guess it it did feel like that it did feel a little bit like one time he did say like don't clap at that and that was the only thing that he said 
There was there was the uh, when it comes to Che and Bowen Yang's uh, lantern fly bit, there was good back and forth. But obviously, he's engaging with that sure. character, you know. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. No ban- no banter. Bad, it was bad, a great, bad I, I, banter. And we'll go with, uh, Ben after this. But I, I didn't think it was a great weekend update. Uh, some of the there jokes were, were some fine. really good. Yep. The what the the um the launch thing of uh, Afghanistan. Yep. that was hilarious. Uh, there was one other one that was really good. I forget what it was though now. But it just felt like kind of like the whole episode did, right? Where it was like there was a couple parts that were good. Some of it felt disjointed, and some of it was just okay. Yeah, you know. Go ahead. I did like. Uh, I mean, there they had what two weekend update characters. Yeah. Uh, clearly, Mitch McConnell and Herschel Walker. That's not going to be a recurring bit. Oh no, so, there was oh the characters. There were, yeah, yeah, there okay. were, yeah. There so, were three bits. But there yeah. were three bits. But. So talking about weekend it just as the jokes. Yeah, I yeah. Agree. We'll, there we'll, were a couple yeah, yeah. couple home runs and like pretty normal. The shit. character stuff was the best part. Yeah. Of weekend so let's move into that. Yeah, uh, let's Mitch, just get right. There. Mitch McConnell and Herschel Walker. Yeah. What do you think? And honestly, as 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 somebody who loves uh, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that I fucked that up. I didn't. You're making fun. Yeah. You I, love Mitch McConnell. I love Turkey Neck. <laughs> so as a guy who likes recurring weekend update characters and I want to see the best ones, yeah. as soon as they rolled out, I'm like, God damn it. Like I want to see so, you know something that's going to have legs and, and will come back. However, that being said, this was very funny. Like yeah. Mitch McConnell and Herschel Walker and Keenan as Herschel Walker, good lord, man! I I could listen. It's almost it. It felt almost it's, a, a it's, little bit like Stefan. It's simple. Where he got but to do like all these like little things yeah. that are yeah like, different. It was like a Stefan meets Charles Barkley meets like it was like all of the. He above. got like, to just so say good. things that if I'm government, yep. We're when, I, when I'm government, it's just the. I don't know. It's 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 which, hard to describe. I, I had to check to see if those were actually almost right, lines again, because if that's heard, tough. Yeah, he's not. He's a CTA, uh, and it's, it's pretty bad. It's a simple uh, impersonation. There's not a lot to it. Keenan doing it, but there's a certain way that he carries himself. It's the confidence with which he delivers yes. some of these lines that really hits at home. And, and James Austin Johnson again. I'm a oh. political wonk. Did a great Mitch McConnell. Oh, honestly. Dude, oh my seriously. god, dude! And Brad actually said it earlier. We I was rewatching this as Brad walked in the door. And he goes, man, that neck piece they've got on yep. him is doing the real work here in the scene. Seriously, it was He's moving around, and it, it looks like it has such a natural the, flap the to it. Turtleneck really came. Turtleneck is now a thing. It's for real, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was amazing that the. the, the uh, so you know, guys, if you're listening to this on the uh, set design crew, whoever did the prosthetics there, good job. If you uh, actually, if you don't follow this account on Instagram, I believe it's just Louis VFX. Uh, he's yeah. the, he's the guy who does the makeup and stuff for SNL. He's always posting pictures after shows stuff like that. Really yeah, it, they show so many cool things. That's cool. Yeah, what's uh, that called again? I think it's just Louis VFX on Instagram. Cool. Moving Wait. on. Uh, so Michael Longfellow, new cast member, got to come on and do kind of a little yeah. bit of a Pete Davidson kind of yep. you know stand up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and he talked. This is written by Mike uh, Michael Longfellow, Jake Norwin, and Ben Silva, and he talks about his fa- conservative family members. I I, yeah. I love this, and yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to. Oh. It. And in the first line or two, I'm like, we'll see where this goes. But it's his vibe. It's his vibe. You yeah. Had to get into get, it. Yeah, Once you get into his vibe, you're like, yeah, he's this dude he's is great. He's dry. I he's swear he's a dude. On my mother, I'm sitting there watching this, and I first two sentences, I'm going, gosh, I'm so sorry, man. This I know SNL is tough. I know the lights are on you, and I know this is stilted and awkward. And then it's like, oh wait, hold on, this is him. This is him. Yeah. And so as soon as that happened, I'm like, okay, 
I'm totally in. I was so nervous for him, and I didn't need to be. No, he did great. I yeah, thought this was great. Was great. Yeah. Someone in one of the SNL groups made a Norm MacDonald comparison. I think it's a little too soon for whoa, that kind of comparison. Whoa, yeah. It's like, let's pump the brakes on that. But I do like you don't often see uh, a comedian who has a, a very dry comedic vibe to them. And so seeing someone like this as a featured player, I think, is pretty cool. Just like his his delivery is different. He like he takes time to let things sit. He's not rushing into it. He's not overly enthusiastic. And while it's very Norm Macdonald esque, like yeah. again, it's your first show. Yeah. Like, like But this was but this down. but this was great. Especially I mean all of us we're from the Midwest. Oh, yeah. We have plenty of friends who have we parents like this. People. We have parents like this in some cases. Uh and so like yeah, hearing him like talk about it, it which you know, parents specifically oh my dead dad <laughs> <laughs> God no, it, no it, he was he wasn't a trump supporter what, but he what, but he was he was like a fiscal he was, conservative, he, no, he was conservative. And, and, what um, I, I, I loved about it though is is obviously snl is a, a, a very liberal progressive type yeah. of show in the center of new york city it's not known for a lot of nuance politically I honestly thought he kind of almost showed some love to his family too. Yeah. Um, that yeah, I'm a liberal. They're not. They're crazy. Yeah. But they're my family. Right. You know. <laughs> I love. I love. He told the, the line really well. Yeah. He yeah. Told that line. Especially, I, I felt like, and that was that was that was a great line to tell. I thought. Yeah. Especially the the the, the don't don't ignore your anti-vax family members. It's like it's like they you, could be dead. They tomorrow. could be dead tomorrow. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but then the uh, the uh, the awareness to let that joke sit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There, there, there's some he's good- young. I don't know how old young he is, but I think he's like under 25 still. Oh, um, sure. He looks every bit. Yeah, of definitely, a, definitely a 20 something. It, 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 it's interesting to me. You're Again, really jealous. Um, I, I don't think his comedy is similar to Pete Davidson, but Norm Macdonald, Pete Davidson, they join the cast, and there's something different about them than the rest of the cast. You yeah. know, and and they're stand up guys. They're these kind of things. I'm interested to see where his trajectory goes. Um, just kind of again, I know nothing about the new guys. Well, I really don't. I, I, I hadn't had any familiarity I want, with them. So, as always, SNL will give every single new cast member their time. Right? They will at least give them a shot. And if this is his shot right off the bat, okay. I mean, that's I'm ready for more. One for one. Right. Right. Yep. Instead of over one, one for one. All right, and you mentioned this earlier, uh, Benny, a spotted lanternfly on being an invasive species, written by Streeter Sadell, Bowen Yang, and Celestia. Uh, a spotted lanternfly, uh, played by Bowen Yang, stops by Weekend Update to respond to, by, to people calling him an invasive species. I thought this was silly. This is stupid. And I, I, I loved it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Nate. I, I saw the silliness of it, but again, I thought with a show so packed with everything. It was just. It was a. It was something they could have cut. So it, that something it felt else so. It felt so random. To I like know. this better than Grimace. But it was so much fun. Exactly. So yeah, maybe do this and then maybe have a better sketch instead of Grimace. I don't know. Like, yeah, but it was. Right, it, right. Yeah, I just Bo and Yang is like made this work and like uh, the vibe of like opening it up like it's like a Maury Povich, you know, kind so of thing. Maybe and, it's because I thought that maybe this should have not been a uh, Weekend Update character. Maybe you could have th- made this, this is a sketch. sketch. You could have made this. You could have, but I think it would have overstayed its welcome. And I think that there's a big part of like the the comedy comes from how Che is interacting with him too. Yeah, it That's could fair. be. Uh, I just think, and again, I, I wasn't sure about this, and this is my least favorite of the three bits that they did, um, but I did like it. I, I really did, and I thought it was funny. It was good to see Bo and Yang back, because he got to be himself. He got to be as silly well, as he, he is. Well, he was himself in like, know, the literal yeah. first sketch. I yeah. will, and I will say, to, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, my girl from Brittany, because anytime Bo and Yang does a character, <laughs> she's like, he's just doing the same thing. And I'm like, yep, but he's good at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did Adam Sandler, right? Yeah. I mean, so did like all of the- <laughs> I mean, honestly, hey, all of our favorites- 
<laughs> I want Chris Farley to to be boisterous and to break a table every yeah. time. That's what I want, right? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I want Dana thing. Carvey to always have an open head wound. Mm-hmm. It's so you, you, you. I want Jerry Miner to get no lines. <laughs> <laughs> I want Punky Johnson to leave the show. Oh, oh no, she's wow. really coming into her own. Fuck off! Like, come on. I'm serious. Don't be mean. I'm not being mean. She did nothing last year. She's doing nothing this year. Like, oh, they, like come on. She, she had a pretty good oh like chunk my, of the show. Stop it, guys. No, like I'm not. I'm not writing her off. Like I think she has been improving in the time that she's been on. She's been getting more screen time. She she hasn't like knocked anything out of the park yet. She hasn't like she doesn't have a breakout character. She hasn't find her character. Yeah, yet, but, but I but I think she's been doing pretty well, especially considering she was part of like one of the largest casts of SNL. You know, for a didn't long stand time. out, and that's why I, I'll like, say this. Uh, it's a make or break year for her. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. Well, but yeah, I, I but don't. I don't hate her for no reason, like Ben does. But I, I she don't does hate have to, her. But, but she does have to prove herself. I, but Melissa I'm, I'm willing on to the give her this what? year. Yeah, Melissa, I'm, t- I'm talking to only Nate now. Melissa Villanueva <laughs> was on for what six years? Uh, yeah, yes. eight years. Yeah, whatever. And it's like, why? You, 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 she was very good at impressions. She, her, no, I know, but like they needed a good impressionist. Get out. They, they also just, wanted to have some diversity by having a Hispanic cast member. Moving on. <laughs> Grimace, written by Dan Bulla, Martin Hurley, John Higgins, Ben Marshall, and Gary Richardson. Is that the third sketch? That yeah, uh, and they got real tired. Uh, McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's Grimace, uh, played by Miles Teller, shocks his fellow mascots, uh, played by Keenan Thompson, Mikey Day, Bowen Yang, and Sarah Sherman, with a new look. When I saw this, I thought, did Sarah Sherman write this for a second? Because I thought it was so it feel, bizarre. It felt like it. Um, she did not, so what, let's not blame her. No um, one wrote this. Uh, they just found it on a It was awful. Lot. It was awful. Yeah, it just it had potential because I like when they do. I never really got why Grimace got all beefed up. I think it was mostly just to be like a funny thing of like, well, Grimace normally looks like a big gumdrop, and now he looks like a Thanos, like Greek club bouncer, and so like. (laughs) There's, there's, there is a comedy about that concept, but it was not executed well in the but sketch. But they, they didn't bring it up though. Like they didn't, they didn't pull it in well, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so you've got the uh, a grimace also with like a. Uh, and I like sketches where they take, hair, where like, they take characters and like treat them like they're actual like people on a set, like that, sure. like these characters are not actors filming a McDonald's commercial. They're yeah. the characters filming yeah. a McDonald's commercial. But it just didn't feel like it worked to its its full potential. Even Keenan as Mayor McCheese didn't do much in this no, sketch. You no, know? there, there was nothing Keenan could do to save this. Yeah, uh, it was just a, just it a was, mess. It was awful. All it did was remind me of there is a uh, a, a picture that is like virally famous on the internet of like you know uh, of Thanos uh, wearing just a t-shirt and like he's bent over and looking over his back and like you see his bare ass and it's made to look like this pornographic image of purple sexy Thanos. Is it, is it viral? Yes. <laughs> or is that just something you have At in least your it's viral in my brain. Uh, <laughs> I was but, like, I've never seen this before. Have you, have you really I've, never seen I've this? I've seen really, a lot I'm not, of- I'm not joking. I've I'm, never seen I'm this I'm telling before. you, I've seen a lot of it the also, internet. And it also might be a film Twitter thing. <laughs> this super viral thing that totally exists and has been seen by trillions of people. I have seen it all over film Twitter. Okay, and so, yeah. and so it, it might I, be just- no, like I believe it, you. It, might, just, it might be just be an in thing there. I yeah. don't believe it. Um, but it is. But like as soon as I saw Miles Teller looking like Grimmies like that, I was like, that just looks like that. That sexy Thanos picture, and I, I just, I got excited. Now this, this sketch <laughs> seems like something Ben you would have loved, right? Did you love? No, this? <laughs> this terrible. Ben, you, you, I mean, you probably would have liked it more if Melissa Vias and you was in there. Da, right? da, 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 da. I'm hating it. Oh, Ayo. next Our Caribbean queens. Next, <laughs> let's just end the show. Get out of my dreams. Oh, Eddie Bryant and Kate McKinnon are gone. You know what we should replace this with? 
something worse. The credits. Uh, yeah. Just Jesus. That was literally why? the first line of my thing when I mentioned this. So uh, I, I do. What I, did you know? What did you really say? I said I was like I was like boy, if you weren't missing Kate McKinnon and Aidy McBrien before, you definitely are yeah, now. It's just. By the way. It, was this supposed to be a public access television show? Who cares? Like, this, it doesn't <laughs> because, matter. Like, that's not a thing anymore. I'm yeah, like, the, it, like, it, like, I'm not digging. Into I don't. This. I don't mind if they do do that, but like, it didn't feel like the premise had enough legs to establish itself in its own it reality. It wasn't Farley and Sandler. I want to put this out here like, right now, right here, right now. Even for a stupid, shitty SNL review podcast, this doesn't deserve our time. <laughs> it's bad. We're done. It's just don't watch. I do the, have, I don't. have. I have no. I have one question about this sketch that I, I do. Why was Miles Teller sweating so much? Did you guys notice that? I think it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be a thing of like he like that character is like he's an older guy and he's just always hot and sweaty. But the other guy wasn't. No, but like that's not the joke. Okay, because that, that didn't, they didn't really talk about it. Yeah, exactly. there were no jokes. <laughs> like, I, it was meant to be just a visual thing, I think, where he he looks like this older guy, the kind of guy who like you see that, on a like, beach and is it just, just looks like he was like time. sweating for no reason. I'm like, what yeah. is like what is that? I think that's I think that's why that's that's what I thought. It was it was it was the worst sketch. Um, yeah, it was awful. I have uh, I have reformatted the way that I've been doing my SNL reviews at Slash Film because let me tell you, reviewing every single sketch gets uh, exhausting and it's. It's not just not worth the time uh, <laughs> to put it put it everywhere, and so I reformatted it where I focus on the best sketch and I focus on the weirdest sketch, and then I mention the worst sketch. And this one, I was really like, "Oh, yep, that's going right in there." I just yeah, we're done. So I don't want. To, I don't want I'm so we, no. Listen, we I are not done though. I don't want. To we talk are about not it. done because we still have to pick. Um, Get out of my dreams. Moving on. So. Uh, our listeners should know by this point. We pick a favorite sketch and we pick a favorite cast member or the cast oh, member. I forgot about that part. Uh, so uh, best sketch. <laughs> yeah, well, that, uh, nothing's changed. <laughs> Season two of the podcast. Ben's the same asshole. <laughs> so we do try to do that uh, each time. Uh, we know which one was the worst sketch. Sure. We'll go with uh, Brad to give Ben some time to think. Brad, <laughs> what was your favorite sketch of the night? My favorite sketch was the cold open, definitely. I uh, I love the meta jokes in it. I loved how they poked fun at themselves. Uh, you know, having John Hamm show up as special guest was great, as well as the random Sean White cameo. Uh, and Miles Teller as Peyton Manning was fantastic. It was, uh, I think they started uh, and peaked early, and then it just got a little bit worse, a little worse, a little worse. Nate, how about on. you, buddy? What was your favorite? Uh, I would agree. I, I thought, uh, also, because the impression of Peyton Manning was so good. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just that. And, and again, some of, I think, Ben's criticism at the top of the podcast isn't without merit. I think there there is some inside baseball happening there, which Again, I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. I thought it was still funny. I thought it was good. I love that sketch. I rewatched it. It was really good. I think that the uh, the game show sketch was my favorite, just because again, if that if the cold open would have been later on for us sure. diehards, and 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 just something else would have been in place to like draw. Do the you think they could have done the cold open with the game show sketch? I mean, they've never done that, yeah. to my knowledge, but I think they could have, honestly. And it would have been amazing to see Miles Teller just open the show as a game. Man, what a cool turn for season 48. N- never been done before or since I can remember. I would have loved that. Um, so I will say, though, uh, I didn't give a shit really about the Adam Levine stuff. That wasn't the funny part. Everything else was. Like, Neil deGrasse Tyson, was. that was really funny. Um, who was this? Who was, so was it Adam Levine and then... Army Hammer. 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 Yeah. 
forgot all about him. Uh, but yeah, I want to suck your blood. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna break your bones and drink the marrow. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what I'm gonna say. Like <laughs> there were some, there were good enough moments in that, that where um, we're picking through a pile of shit to find something not shit, and that's what I thought. Well, I don't wouldn't go that far. I the, mean, the episode. I don't think that episode was decrescendo, Brad. Uh, it did decrescendo. Yeah, I do agree. It did. Um, I again, I think there were some solid sketches in there. I think there were some really funny sketches, including the one you just brought up. Yeah. The first um, three. when it com- when it comes to season I think the premieres, AMC stuff was good. I when, think you know when it comes to season premieres, not strong. It get, it, I agreed, want agreed. Miles Teller to come back when yeah, there's a so, better show to be. Had. He, he was a great cast or a great uh, host. Let's go into before we end here. Who do you think was cast member of the night? This was a tougher question. I agree. That I didn't really have an answer for because I didn't think that there was really anybody <laughs> who was like a all star, like, wow, they did this. Yeah, there was no huge standout to me. I, I guess if I had to pick one, I would probably go with Bo Bowen. Yang. Yeah. And maybe Keenan after that. I gave it to um, Michael Longfellow. Um, and here's why. I thought about that, yeah. but. Oh no! But I was, no, 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 no! I was told we're not allowed to give weekend update characters the fucking no. But MVP. he wasn't. He wasn't. No, 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 now first. we're doing no, this. No, no, no! You can't pick them as your favorite sketch. You can give someone who had a weekend update bit no, the MVP. Yeah, but here, here's why. That's even worse. No. no, that's the only thing he did all night, and he's the MVP of the entire show. But no, but it's. I think the reason that he's giving it to him is probably the same reason I would almost give it to him. Go ahead, Nate. There wasn't. There wasn't a lot of option. I thought. I think again, it oh, was a hard choice. Everything else was shit. Okay. Um, that's fair. I I thought he nailed it. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard for a first time cast member yep. to come in there and nail it. I think he did have a really funny small bit in the first uh, sketch as well. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. And so you know, I can't. I I thought Bowen was fine. I didn't think he was bad. I thought he made me laugh a lot. I think Keenan was fine. He made me laugh a lot. He didn't do anything unsuspecting though so i'm gonna give it to him why not i think it's fair because i think you're right it is tough to be a featured player and to like make some kind of impression on your first show and the fact that he got a weekend update position like that on his first episode you know means that like they're like yeah you know what this is funny enough let's let's give him a shot all right fine uh likel mongfellow gets it he didn't get it all right, coming up, uh, we've got uh, some more episodes. I think we've got three in a three in a row, including this one. It seems so like they're doing their, like their new thing now, because there used to be like some inconsistency yep. where they used to have like uh, two episodes and then uh, we'll back for one, uh, then we'll do yep. three. Now it seems like they're always doing chunks of three because uh, if you guys didn't see, maybe you didn't because you don't follow stuff like weirdly like we do. But Sean White posted a behind the scenes photo from being like oh. I forgot. Sean White was in this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, I mentioned it earlier. But uh, he posted a behind-the-scenes photo, and you can see the schedule, uh, the pegboard on the bulletin board behind him, and it had the cards for all the dates for the shows yeah, for the season. Say who the guest was or anything. Yeah, the like host, that. yeah, the but host. just just the dates, and it's chunks of three uh, spread out for 20, also, uh, twenty-one episodes. Uh, who's, uh, who's, don't worry, guys. Cecily Strong is still on the cast. She oh yes, we should address missing. that. Yeah, so she's not in the opening credits because she is busy doing a play in Los Angeles right now. She's the lead in it, and they just shot the intro like before this and that's season the thing, began. Like, you're not going to say like you could ask. 
Well, I mean, if she's on the show, why didn't they at least include? But they she wasn't shoot in New these York. Things like literally yeah, a week she, exactly. ago. Exactly. So yeah, she wasn't and, there to do it. And Kate McKinnon uh, again spent time not on last, the show. La- no, last year away. The first I think oh, yeah. a lot of people. So you know, Cecily was gone for a little bit too. This was not. This was not a thing that SNL cast members got to do before. Yeah. And I think this is something. But Norm this Michaels is the first time where the, the a cast member in the show is not yep. in the opening. Yeah, credits. it is that, weird. I know people were panicking. Yeah, but no, I think she's back. I do ill will. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be shocking to me to see that this is her final season. I don't oh, know that it will be. Her um, yeah, I think but so. uh, I'm ready for her to come back. But again, uh, also crazy that Alex Moffat is back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in my dreams only. I wish. Who's the host Get next week? Next week we have Brendan Gleeson, who you might remember dreams. as uh, playing Mad Eye Moody in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, as well as several other Harry Potter movies. He's got a new movie coming out called The Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, it looks like uh, the kind of movie Ben will probably hate. No, I actually really like the trailer. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's he's in it with Colin Farrell, and uh, he was in In Bruges with yes, Colin with Farrell, Colin Farrell as, well. as well. And it's a that's a brilliant movie. It is. Uh, he's a great actor. Uh, he's also in Gangs of New York. He's in a been in a bunch of stuff over the years and it's uh, one of those guys you see him and you're like oh that's yeah him. yeah uh domino gleason's father actually so and uh not related to my hawk no <laughs> inside baseball uh musical guest willow uh they got the fantasy character to come in <laughs> and sing some magic songs i assume is that what will is going by now yeah War- she's, she's a singular name now warwick davis will rock your face off yeah <laughs> he has a great fiddle <laughs> Hey, hey, Brad, at the end, uh, again, we have another podcast, Go Flix Yourself, where we talk about films. I hope you guys listen to that as well. Um, but Brad is a film critic. Uh, he does great work for Slash Film. Uh, at the end of our podcast here, I always ask you, suggest a film for our people to listen to. What do you got? To listen to? Or to watch. Sorry. <laughs> no. Just to By the way, to. we've been doing like seven hours of podcasts tonight. All right? I'm done. Oh, I've been doing podcasting yeah. today way longer than you <laughs> yeah. guys have. We can tell. Uh, <laughs> uh, gosh, uh, put me on the spot. What's I was- a movie that in Halloween season, which we are in, yeah, even if it's not brand new, yeah, but you've heard, I, I've heard, and you've told me, Barbarian. Oh yeah, if you haven't seen Barbarian, you should go see it in theaters. It is a wild, twisted freak of a movie and, uh, and go Brad in told me, don't told, don't see shit about yeah go it. in do go in knowing as little as possible don't uh the, thankfully the early trailers that are released they don't really give anything away that's not in the first like 10 15 minutes of the movie but uh since the movie has been out now there have been a couple trailers that like do show you more so don't watch anything but if you like horror movies go see barbarian, barbarian. in theaters it is it's a lot of just dark twisted fun okay uh, Nate, you know, uh, what's a movie that you think people should... No, we're yeah. not doing that. Uh, where can people find you guys? At Ethan underscore Anderton on Twitter, also at SlashFilm.com, writing about movies and TV, especially Saturday Night Live on the weekends now. And uh, also my uh, their SlashFilm Daily podcast. I appear on there every now and then. And I've got an Instagram called Look at Brad's Junk, where I talk about junk food and snacks and soft drinks and lots and of good things. Nate Laux, where can people find you? I'm on the Twitters. I'm on the Instagrams. I'm on the, all those things. And you can find us on the 10 to 1 podcast Facebook. Just look us up at uh, Facebook and Twitter, 10 to 1 uh, podcast. We're on there. Uh, and subscribe and like us and share this. Does right? anybody remember how to end the podcast? Yes, I do. Okay, go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Be good, good to yourself. yourself. Be good, Be good to others. others. And keep listening. Keep listening.